Hello and welcome to Birkbeck Voices, the monthly podcast from Birkbeck, University of London. I'm Andrew Youngson. Each month we're out and about in the college speaking to academics, students and members of staff. And while that's still true of this month's edition, we're veering slightly away from the regular format to give you a special preview of Arts Week 2016. Running from Monday the 16th to Friday the 20th of May, the annual celebration of arts and culture will feature the widest programme in the festival's history, with more than 50 free events for the public to attend. This episode of Birkbeck Voices, I grab a quick chat with the key organisers behind Arts Week to get an overview of this year's programme, and then, to give a flavour of what to expect at one event in particular, I interview Councillor Paul Fleming, who will speak at the event Local Government Sustaining the Arts, an oxymoron for heretics. So, let's jump in! First, I caught up with two of the leading lights behind Arts Week 2016, Professor Sue Wiseman and Dr Louise Owen, to find out what's in store. So Arts Week is a a week-long series of events um, in which academics across the School of Arts and uh, research fellows, various visiting um, speakers and practitioners will uh, present uh, subjects and, and, and themes that are of interest to them. So that uh, the sorts of events that uh, form a part of Arts Week range between um, talks and, and, uh, and roundtable discussions through to screenings and performances and exhibitions. So um, lots of different uh, forms of events are, are represented and it's, um, it's a really fun week. The wonderful thing is we never know quite what kind of events we're going to get from one year to the next. So we might be thinking about the Magic Lantern or we might be thinking about Indigenous filmmaking in Colombia. And that's part of it. We have a space and into it come all the talents of the School of Arts. So who's it open to? Is it, is it more of an academic audience? Is it for the wide open public? Who, who's it open to? Um, it's open to uh, really anyone, to be honest. Um, uh, academics will find um, lots of the, the events of interest, but um, we're really, um, with this festival, trying to open up um, the School of Arts to anyone who has an interest in, 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 in the arts uh, at all. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Universities are part of intellectual conversation in Britain. They're not the only place where it takes place. And it's very important to us to bring in as many people as we can to talk to us and for Birkbeck to go and talk to the world. And this week provides a moment when that is officially what's supposed to happen. It should always happen in the universities, but it's very, very helpful to have a week where we do both things and we can play a role in the arts in society and maybe in changing things by having people that we don't usually talk to talk to us and tell us helpful things. So all our events so far have been free and that's been a very, very important thing for us. Absolutely. Um, in terms of some of the emergent themes um, coming through in Arts Week 2016, what, what are some of the things that we can expect um, to engage with when we're coming along to these packed events? So overall, um, I, I thought really is what draws together what is a very eclectic programme. It's a theme of exploration. So um, one of the... Uh, uh, I suppose type, well, an event type that, that will be staged repeatedly through the week is um, a walking tour. So we have um, uh, academics from the um, uh, Department of History of Arts thinking about modernism in Bloomsbury um, through its architectural manifestations. We also have um, uh, other academics within um, film, media and cultural studies uh, taking visitors on a tour of um, the buildings of central London to think about how those buildings 
uh, represents the um, uh, ideas of the city as a mediated space. So, you know, whether those buildings are represented on film or whether they are actually instrumental in the production of uh, mediatised forms, uh, that's the kind of thing that, that, that I, th- I believe that, that what we'll be dealing with. Um, and another one, I think, which opens the week is a fantastic-sounding walk which will explore Covent Garden the Piazza in Covent Garden, um, trying to imagine what it would have been like in the 18th century, which just sounds fantastic. So the, the vision of Bloomsbury um, was really a post-fire, post the Great Fire of London. And this year we're looking at what's modern and looking at the Bloomsbury around us and the beginning of the university sector. And the walks invite you to, as it were, move your mind with your feet or your wheels if you're wheelchair mobile and to look around the different aspects of the city and think what's modern about Covent Garden, what's modern about brutalism, what's modern about the mediated city. It's really interesting to see physically um, the networks that uh, the School of Arts is based within because certainly um, from my experience of attending events last year, inside the School of Arts where a lot of the inside events are held, it's still then this idea about networks um, and bringing people in and showing the collaborations that are um, made within numerous fields and other academic um, sensibilities from here within the School of Arts. So I'm guessing the, the, the walking tours is a physical manifestation of that. Yeah, that's right. Um, as you were speaking, I was just thinking about um, the events that I've had a part in organising for last week, which um, focus on the discipline in which I work, which is theatre and performance. Um, so yeah, thinking about networks in that relation, um, we've got lots of people from you know the outside coming in to talk about um, you know their work and how their work relates to ideas in modernity, suicide, um, and lots of other stuff. So for example, we have Tassos Stevens, who's the artistic director of Coney, coming in to talk with my colleague Sada. Um, and uh, Sada Rilsa and Scott Rogers about ideas of the digital and what that means for people experiencing togetherness now. Um, on Tuesday we have a scratch night which presents um, work in progress developed by um, our students which will have some great stuff and um, which is headlined by Bourgeois and Maurice which is uh, um, a, a great, uh, uh, who are two wonderful cabaret artists who are also fellows of our research centre, the Centre for Contemporary Theatre. Um, on Friday we have Tim Crouch and uh, another theatre maker and um, Andrew Dixon, a critic, both of whom are also fellows of the Centre, who will talk about um, Spy Monkey's new piece, The Complete Deaths, which is a kind of bringing together of all of the deaths which appear on stage in Shakespeare's works. That's a piece, a sort of comedy piece that's been directed by Tim. Um, and so Tim and, and, and Andrew will talk about that together. So yeah, that we're, you know, with that with those theatre events we're trying to kind of engage very much with artists who are practicing outside of you know in in, in, in you know in in the world of, of, of theatre and performance beyond the university. So um, it, it seems like it's the, the largest um, collection of events ever held for an arts week since it was established. Um, what does it take to pull something like this together? Uh, it can't be a small feat, I would imagine. It's our colleagues. This year they've brought forward more events than ever before and we try and find them rooms and spaces and lights and whatever they need to put their events on and to take Birkbeck to the world and to bring people to Birkbeck. So this year we have events that go day into evening. You can go for a walk around modernist Bloomsbury and then you can come back and relax watching films that are Hollywood representations of Portugal and think different thoughts in the quiet of the cinema. Brilliant. Um, and then just, just lastly, 
could you both just describe for me that the atmosphere at Arts Week? I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, last year and just the diversity of audiences that I was sharing these experiences with. From your own perspectives, what's it like when you're in the thick of it? It's really fun. You know, the, the building gets really busy. Um, it's, you know, one of the, one of the things that people um, will often talk about in relation to working here at Burbank is um, the, the fact that um, this building and other buildings on the Birkbeck campus really come alive um, after six o'clock, which is when our classes begin. And the same is the case for Arts Week, only you know a hundred times more so because there's so much going on all the time. There's so much um, that's possible for people to choose. You can move um, from one event to another, make a plan for a, you know. In fact, sort of live here for the whole week, which is what we'll be doing. So you know, people can come and join us. Um, the uh, yeah, it's it. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a, a wonderful atmosphere, and um, yeah, we hope that people will come along and join us. Today, local government in England invests more in the arts than the Arts Council itself. But with the most recent comprehensive spending review revealing that funding to local government has fallen by a further twenty four percent, we have to wonder where that leaves the artists. An Arts Week event on Monday the sixteenth of May aims to delve into just how bleak or not the picture is. In local government sustaining the arts, an oxymoron for heretics, Carol Stewart, Assistant Director of Arts Heritage and Libraries at London Borough of Ealing, will explore the ways in which councils are responding to the choices in funding and sustainability for the arts. Speaking in his capacity as Labour Councillor for Southwark, where he has seen firsthand the positive impacts the arts has on communities, Birkbeck Centre for Contemporary Theatre fellow Paul Fleming knows all too well the challenges of ensuring the future of the arts against a backdrop of cultural austerity. Here are some extracts of our conversation ahead of the Arts Week event, beginning with his thoughts on how efforts on a local government level relate to, and are impacted by, the national picture. One of the biggest challenges facing um, the arts is, is justifying the large amount of money that's spent by national governments in London, sustaining um, not London-centric but national, theoretically national institutions, um, whether it be the National Theatre or the Opera Houses or, or, or wherever. Um, and that pressure nationally to take that money out of London, which I suspect is going to get an awful lot more intense over the next 12 months, um, is changing the way that national arts organisations, nationally funded arts organisations, London-wide organisations are relating to local communities. Um, and the way in which they want to get involved and want to be seen to be adding value um, in an you know, in inner London borough a, 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 in, in a ward like mine, which is which is very poor. Um, so so the provision of art services within um, my hyper local community, the opportunities to get involved in um, in, in, in theatre experiences, you know, the Royal Court coming to um, Elephant and Castle, um, doing some work there in the shopping centres, they've done in Tottenham and elsewhere in London, really going back to local communities from, you know, an, an institution which is um, based elsewhere in London, um, but keen to show that it's providing some form of regional value. And I think that's sometimes where we've been a bit left behind in parts of London uh, like Southwark, where um, there's not been a local theatre um, like you have in Hornchurch, say, which provides um, phenomenal range of services to the community in lots of different ways. Out there, it's a bit more regional. It doesn't feel as if you're in London, although you're still technically in a London borough. You know, th this attitude that Southwark, you know, doesn't have a, a major nationally funded um, organisation within it um, itself, but there is a lot of culture around. Mm -hmm. um, it's traditionally been a very passive approach. The Young Vic getting involved with local communities, offering opportunities to, to direct, get um, get involved. The, the National Theatre um, doing the same with a massive outreach programme 
um, changing the way in which uh, children's theatre goes into schools. Looking at that kind of provision is just a, a strategic shift in thinking by regional organisations in London as a basis of a national change mm-hmm. that's affecting the day-to-day lives um, and the experience of arts that the that, that people in our communities have. Um, it's also, I think, affecting the, the way in which we as a local authority approach it. Um, there's a lot more dialogue than there's ever been, I think, between those big cultural institutions in London and local authorities who are keen um, to, to take advantage of, 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 of their money, the obligations the Arts Council's putting on them. Um, there is a very big risk, which I'm very concerned about, um, that we can get very absorbed in, um, which is the deprofessionalisation of the arts and what the purpose of, 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 of funding from any form of government is, and making sure that we're not just providing glorified amateur schemes for people which are quite meaningless. We're not just providing skills workshops. We're actually providing access to art. We're actually providing professional culture for people and opening up um, arts to, 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 to new communities um, and ensuring that we don't get so overexcited um, with this idea that the community is going to be involved and, and whatever, that we end up marginalising and underpaying and further devaluing the work of artists is something I'm really passionate we don't do. That's a very big risk of this of this shift in approach by the cultural institutions and by the local authorities too. Is there any danger from that, that old perception that art should be born out of strife and struggle and that the idea of a comfortable, well-paid, well-protected um, artist will remove the edges of what they're doing and therefore be less useful to the communities that they're serving. Um, I mean, is that a factor at all in this day and age? I, 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 think, I think that the question... I mean, I don't see why professional people shouldn't expect to live comfortable professional lives on the basis of the money that they earn. I think that the perversity of lots of people who use that argument is that actually what they're saying is that it's acceptable for people who are independently wealthy who haven't earned their living from the arts itself, have inherited wealth or, or made, made money elsewhere, it's okay for them to have the, the, uh, the mask of struggle, the mask of financial strife, um, but not... And this somehow you know, enhances the quality of their work. It's just nonsense. People should be able to earn a living, a decent professional living from the arts um, as, 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 as a bare minimum. And I don't see... I mean, I don't come come at it from an art, from from an artistic perspective, but frankly, if value is created through poverty, then I, you know I don't think that value has any worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say you don't come at this from an artistic perspective, but clearly you're very active in this this area. What is it about the arts that fires you up and has held your interest and brought you, you know, squarely into the mix? I mean, I think, uh, I I think when you see the value of it um, in a community. Uh, which is is really linked to a more innovative way of supporting the arts from a local authority perspective. You can't help but be excited by it, and we all we've all done it. I mean, we all remember, you know, slightly dodgy uh, present you know plays in schools about road safety. We all remember <laughs> going to a school pantomime. We all remember the thrill of standing up on stage and doing something as a as a child. And I mean, I'm a school governor in Southwark and some of the experiences that the young people have there, um, uh, the young people who would uh, who don't come from um, cultural, let alone economic or social backgrounds, where they'd be inclined to visit theatre in vast numbers, they are target audiences. Their thrill and excitement in 
um, appearing on stage and working with artists is palpable and giving them that new perspective is exciting. Also, I mean, I think there's a hard cash argument about it. Um, I come from Birmingham um, originally and Birmingham, I mean, it's it's almost, it, it, it's almost like strated soil um, of uh, shopping centres. You can look at every single economic crisis that's happened um, since the 1970s and point to a, a Birmingham shopping centre that was built in response to it as a way of simply, uh, as, as, as a way of creating jobs and, 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 and combating the decline of, of industry and so on. And, and these shopping centres have failed and failed and failed again, uh, providing simply a service economy um, and not actually producing anything themselves. The arts is something where we are really good at producing stuff and it creates a real meaningful value um, economically for a community, for every pound of public subsidy sent, you, know, you more than double your money. Mm. Um, and that's great. It's great for a borough like Southwark, where one of our biggest challenges financially is to keep money that's, um, that, that keep the money that people um, who live in the borough earn in the borough. There's a great temptation, particularly of our higher wage earners, to go off into town because we're so um, close to the centre and spend them in other boroughs. We want, you know, we want it in Southwark. We want it, you know, you know, we want it on people's business rates. We want local businesses to be thriving. And what better way to support a nighttime economy than through a theatre? What better way um, to support a shopping parade um, than an art gallery that's open during the day that's producing work? It is meaningfully economic production. There is there is a product at the end of it that we can place that value on. It's good for, for the community if it's accessible. Um, and it supports other businesses as well. And I think it has to be a key part of those strategies of generating money. And regionally, you've seen some really good examples of that. Um, as I say, I think you know, Nottingham, Sheffield, and I mean, in Manchester, um, which has some inherent problems with, 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 with the way in which that's been done, I think. Um, very often, decentralising from London has meant centralising in Manchester, but one cannot dispute the value that that's had um, for, for that town and giving it a new purpose, a new drive, in a way that a shopping centre, um, although necessary and, and great, in and of itself mm. isn't an argument. That shopping centre needs a theatre to support it, uh, needs an art gallery to support it, needs a museum, needs some form of culture, some form of meaningful production. Mm. And that that central idea, you know, the local government sustaining the arts, that is the, the topic under discussion at this Arts Week event coming up in May. Um, for your part, will it be what we've talked about here right now that you'll be um, bringing to, to the evening? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I want to... There's a lot of hand-wringing, I think, from people who see local government cuts and say, there's no money, there's nothing we can do. Um, and I think Southwark's experience, which is, you know, it's, 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 it's innovative, um, is strategically supporting the private sector, strategically supporting... Um, uh, regional and national organisations um, who are working in the borough, moving to the borough, um, also using um, our art services, who are incredibly good, you know, you know our, our arts and culture departments, um, using them to bring money into the borough, um, supporting artists making applications to the Arts Council, um, supporting artists um, in terms of you know, finding affordable space, in terms of um, that kind of in-kind support that a local authority can and should be offering. Um, it's not all about whether we can give you money on a plate it's not all about if we can you know actually just give you a direct grant and, and, and let you go off and do it although i want that to happen too we don't have to be so bleak about the short-term future that was councillor paul fleming who will speak at the local government sustaining the arts event on monday the 16th of may from 6 to 9 p.m at the mallet street building to book onto this or any of the 50 free events at arts week 2016 visit bbk.ac.uk forward slash artsweek. Thanks for listening and we look forward to seeing you at the festival.